Hey guys, welcome hey. to Overcrest. I'm Chris, and I'm Jake. Can you can you hear me okay through through I, all my? I, I can hear you. Yes, this is very funny. Now I get it. Yeah, hey, it's hey, uh... okay. But actually, you have nothing yes. to complain about. Why do I have nothing to complain about? Because I came over there while you were gone and almost Colin. blew up my house. And almost blew up your house. Yes, it would have been very warm then for a minute. For a minute, it would have been warm. It would have been extremely warm. Hold on, I got to turn. I got a lot of extra volume I need here because I've I'm going through about thirty layers of thermal clothing. Oh if goodness, you can't, you if you're just listening, you can't see. I've got my North Face heavy down yep. fill on, and I've got my uh, my Pendleton wool scarf, and my uh, <laughs> I'm all bundled up because I still don't have any heat in my garage. I hey. Okay, so for the record, I drove all the way up with our buddy Colin on Saturday. Yes. And we came up and we took down your old furnace. I properly installed your new furnace. Ran Where's my old furnace? To it. Where is it? Yeah. Right behind you. My old <laughs> furnace, Jake. Yeah, your old furnace is right behind you. I don't see it. <laughs> Looking around confused. <laughs> it might be around the corner. I did not take okay, it. That's fine. Anyway, yes. I still have no heat in my garage, and I get a call. Okay, it's actually not too bad, so I'm going to just yeah, give me a second. Not. I got to disrobe here. Disrobe a little bit. Yes, this was all for because comedic effect. Because it's not effect. that cold. It's cold, uh -huh. Uh -huh. but it's not that cold. No, it's not. I just you, to you, how many jackets do you have on? <laughs> don't have heat. Okay. So, you have another oh, jacket wow, on under that? <laughs> what? Oh, that's a hoodie. Okay. That's no, just that's, my hoodie. That's, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so, so I get a call, or yes. I get a picture, or I get a FaceTime call that says, Jake Solberg is trying to FaceTime you, that's and me. I was on the plane. Yeah. And I don't know, I just didn't, I don't like taking calls on the plane. It seems no. douchey. Yeah, I don't blame you there. I actually didn't know you could take a call on the plane. Like that you, you can. Could get If you're service. connected to Wi-Fi, it'll let you. By the way, the lag is gone. This is amazing. Yeah, oh, that was bad better. last week. We should have just... Here's the plan. If we get lag, I'm just going to say stop. Yes. Right. And I, I had a phone call. We were having Fetter on a little bit later, and I had the problem with him, so I moved the router around oh, until I thought I got see, the best signal. It was you. And it was always you. You're the problem. Always me. It's always, it was always always me. Yes. Anyway, so You're on I get plane. a phone call from Jake, FaceTime, can't take it, sends me a picture. It is Jake with my my new heater, which is right here. I'm pointing at it. Mm -hmm. um, oh, it's blinking. What's There's blinking? A red light up there. Why is there a red light up there? Do you see that red light? Oh, that's the. Re the... Are you an idiot? You're probably an idiot. Yeah, it's the. It's the. Oh, Riverside you're looking at the screen light. where it's recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but it looks definitely... like it's right on the furnace right there. <laughs> Why There's is the furnace blinking green <laughs> with yes, no power uh... going to it? Anyway, okay. and uh, he, it's a picture of him pointing at it. I'm like, great! This is so amazing. This is awesome. Yes. And the next picture he sent me is, is our friend Colin with him. Yes. This is incredible. My friend Jake drove all the way up here. Yes. Took my old furnace out, put the new furnace in. Right. Wow. This is incredible. What a friend. And this is while I was at uh, SEMA. And I was actually flying to Milwaukee, I think, at the time. You were. Yes, correct. Uh, for my grandma's funeral. Yep. And, and actually, you, you missed someone who was also here to help or there to help, which was my son, Rhett. Who's not oh, right. Yeah, he came by. He, he was, was playing there. with the dog and everything. He's he was playing with the dog. We also, if you log into your TV in your um, garage, it's currently yeah. logged into my Netflix and Trash oh, okay. Truck is playing. So oh, FYI. yeah. You, don't, yeah, have, you uh, don't have audio on that TV, though, as far as I could tell. Uh, it's because it's hooked up through the stereo. You have to turn the stereo on. That was a lot it, all, of it all goes through the Apple TV with the... I figured, but I didn't get there. Didn't no, get there. that's okay. Anyway, yep. so I get this call. Everything's hooked up. This is awesome. Jake, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. 20 minutes later, I get a call from the dog sitter. Mm -hmm. um, actually, this is more like an hour and 20 minutes later. Was, I don't, yeah, otherwise I would have turned around. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was. <laughs> there's some <laughs> illusion for you. I get a phone call from the dog sitter. Hey, hey your house smells like gas. Be foreshadowing, by the way. Not illusion. Foreshadowing. Uh, yes, you, you are correct. Similar word, different meaning. We'll so, get there. Sort of. um, <laughs> I'm just like... Okay, great. So the dog sitter goes down, or actually she calls me, says, oh, I'll go back. She goes out and turns off the gas. So Jake had flooded my house with natural gas. I don't and, believe uh, that. You can't believe it? I don't really believe, like, 
I'm curious how. What do you much need for evidence other was. than my dog sitter saying it smelled like Even gas? Even you in the house. on the phone were like, "We don't know what that means. Might be just like a faint hint of gas from doing from what? the actual gas plumbing." No, I don't think so. I think it, there there must be a, like a very small leak. Um, yeah, the, probably. What they the stuff that they put in to natural gas. Yeah, even a little bit smells extremely strong, which is intentional. For you don't want your house reason. to blow. Up. Yes, and because it would actually take... natural gas, you know, is odorless completely. Yeah, you can't smell it. Right. So they add whatever it is that. that makes it smell like like rotten eggs or what gets kind of like yeah. this pungent it's, weird uh, smell. Colin actually knew exactly what it is because it's meant to smell somewhat like sulfur, but it's not actually sulfur. It's some derivative of that. And Colin's like, well, actually, it's such and such. And blah, 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 blah. And if you put a little sure bit here. So Jesse yeah. goes to me today. She's like, can you start the stove? I'm nervous. That, that <laughs> I'm nervous. And I go, okay. look, you don't understand. You would have to have all four burners on on the stove without yes. being lit with the with the oven open Yes. for hours. I mean, it would well, take... Depends. To fill up remember, your house? Do you remember the movie Jason Bourne or the Bourne Identity? And he turned yes. it on and then he put like a newspaper in the toaster and he ran away and 30 seconds later the whole house exploded. So Yeah, that's not how it works. If you believe that. No, that is that is not how it works. Do you think if you put works. a newspaper rolled up in the toaster that it would ignite? It would smolder. I think it would smolder. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so anyway, so my story. house, Jake almost blew my house up. That's not true. And then uh, I get this phone call from Jake the next day. This you're just the, going straight ahead. You're jumping. You're st- jumping right ahead. Let's. Okay, oh, hold and, on. and and what? and the furnace doesn't even work. Well, okay. I had a toddler with me. It was very cold out, so you weren't oh, lying about it? it. It was cold. Yeah, your garage is very cold. <laughs> turns out. Also, because I went upstairs and um, got coated with like eight dead mice. Because yeah, oh, right at the top traps. of the stairs. You have sticky yeah. traps everywhere. And so I'm like, great. I have dead mice stuck to me now. Um, well, well, you didn't because have your to insulation touch them. is terrible up there, by the way. There isn't any. There's like four bats of insulation just yeah, there's nothing strewn around. Yeah. Um, there's nothing. Yes. Well, there was zero instructions with that furnace. So I did very well, by the way. You should be glad there I wasn't insulation all over the place because you would have had a nightmare of a time traipsing through insulation instead you didn't have to it's a bonus did kind of because it was like thrown in there so i had to move it now i'm very itchy (laughs) mind you um yeah so i mounted it correctly i took down your hodgepodge like one by wood furring strips up there that you had threaded rod going through Mm -hmm. through the sheetrock and so now it's actually hard mounted with um some metal rail and it's done well and it's plumbed correctly. It has the moisture trap on it. It has a new flex line. It's great. I used actual uh, gas-compatible plumbing dope or plumbing goo, plumbing stuff dope, yeah, based. Dope. Yep. Uh, well, dope is for PVC. That's, I think, slightly different. What, but it, what, what brand did you use? Because it leaks. <laughs> True. Yes. I think that may be more of an age issue than anything because it came out not, not great. Um, yeah. Regardless, yeah, so we get it. We're going. There's no... Got it all wired up to the thermostat. However, it was a very poor instruction manual. And then I noticed there's also like this electronics transformer that was like kind of with the rest of the unit that you had already taken apart. They're like taken out of the box. So I didn't know what went with and what didn't. And then finally afterward, I figured out that you need to run that transformer to 12 volts and that supplies 24 volt low watt power to run the actual valve and igniter, which we didn't get to. And why did they do that? Why didn't they just, I don't understand. It's very Is this dumb, so that you that can run setup. it in, like hook it up to your car and have heat? Yeah, I don't get sure. It. There you go. Yeah, that'd be great. Is Let's that... do that. You could put it right on the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that so, would be warm. Long story short, you're welcome. This, this thing is 60,000 BTUs, Jake. Right on your head. 60,000 BTU. Yeah, I also mounted it differently in orientation so that you get more heat and you're not just heating your toolbox. Yeah. Well, my toolbox is on the other side of the room, but yes. Regardless. That is, yes. So true. you're welcome. Yes, uh, I do. I do greatly appreciate it. And I look forward I am, to it actually I am, working. I am such a good friend that um, yes. I was also coming to join you on Sunday, the following day. Was it just the following day? Or I was over there Friday. I was over there Friday. Sunday then, um, you were on your way to a funeral, um, and I was going to drive out to Waukesha area to join you. I left yep. early in the morning. I was in the Cayenne. I was luckily by myself, 
and uh, had a full tank of gas, but I was like, you know what? I want some coffee. Made it to Eau Claire. Get off the freeway, which by the way, that's the worst exit on 94 because you think like, oh, coffee, I'm going to stop right here. It's got everything. Start right, stop right here. You got to drive like two or three miles north into town to get anywhere. Yeah. Eau Claire is not I, a good place to stop. No. Well, they're not ever going to be stopping there again because <laughs> it's, um, it's the bad luck place. Hold on. I'm going to make I'm going to make a quick phone call here before I tell this story because I, I need Jesse to grab something for me. Hey, can you bring me the uh, the grandma letter? Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yes. So, do you want to? We can preface. So, your your grandmother passed away. My grandmother who passed we away. We were very very. She, she close uh, also to. partially raised me along with exactly um, my yes. dad and my stepmom. So that's why I was coming out to to be there with you. Um, Which I greatly say, appreciate. I, that's... I didn't make it. Hopefully, I get points for the effort. You do. You do get points you, for that. But it's yep. like almost when you offer somebody, hey, man, do you need help moving? And they go, nah, I got it. But hey, or hey, do you need to borrow a truck or anything for moving? Mm-hmm. No, I already got one. Mm-hmm. You still get the points for the. Awesome. Very still good. get the points. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't make it. So in Eau Claire, I was uh, turning left to go get coffee and I see the green arrow blinkers on. I'm in a designated turn lane. There's actually a center. What are you driving? To my right in the Cayenne 2015 Porsche Cayenne Turbo, um, and I see the light okay. is green. I look because there is a guy in a white hoodie to my left, and he's like, looks like he's gonna pass, go through the crosswalk, which would be right into the path of where I'm going. And I was like, "You're hoodie not gonna up go, or down. are you?" Huh? Hoodie, hoodie up or down? Hoodie down? But is... he's the type of guy that would have the hoodie up, you know? Okay. Yeah, he might have right. shorts on and running so shoes. So his name was like Blake or something. Yeah, but older. He's an older Blake. Okay. Probably, probably Bob, not Robert. Bob. Bob. Robert. Robert. Nah, he wouldn't go by Robert. He wouldn't. No. That's okay. too professional for him. So I'm looking at this guy. I glance I wonder if up. he knows how to install furnaces. Yes. He probably does, but I wouldn't trust him. <laughs> I wouldn't trust him. Not for a Maybe second. his name was Jake then. <laughs> Why? <laughs> hey, I did a quality job. Just didn't quite get there. Blame Continue. my son. Um, I'm going to stop hijacking your story. That's okay. Turning left. I have the green arrow going left. I see the guy. Pay attention to that guy because I don't want to hit him when he jumps into the intersection because he's not trustworthy. I look Mm -hmm. back up again. It's yellow, so I'm going. Next thing I know, impact, spinning. The world is upside down. It was Explain uh, the the physical feeling and the sensory. Yeah, so I got hit by a Jeep the other day is the long story short of this. Right, so what did that Um, feel like? And how fast do you think he was going? Probably 55. Jesus. What did it sound like? What did it feel like? It sounded like an explosion because the airbag exploded into me. Yeah. That's probably what I heard more than anything else. And I've never been in an accident where the airbag actually deployed. So that was quite the experience. Um, Yeah. And they stink too. The airbags stink. The thing that I, I remember I noticed is like after it deployed, I come to a stop. The car did a full 360 skidding ended up on one of the medians um and i it's smoky there's smoke everywhere in the cabin yeah it's very those, i would use the word acrid it's a very it is, acrid, yes, acrid smell because it's uh yeah they literally explode isn't it like close to c4 is basically what they use in those things <laughs> i don't know i don't yeah, know about that I had, a, had a burn on my wrist because that's a very common thing and it singed yep. my jacket yeah it blows your arms right off the steering wheel Right, and so it singed my jacket. That was all like melted plastic. That smelled bad. Um, and there was another like lower airbag unit that comes out of the lower dash, and which I did not even know existed. I didn't know I that really was a thing. Didn't either. Now that I think about it, I um, bet you wish it wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, because that injured my knee. I think more than anything else happened. But I walked away fine. Other people in the other car walked away fine. So all's well from that. You know, it ended. Fine. The cars. Totaled, gone, and, um, gone. I, totaled. It so, this is a pretty tough way to get into a new car. Hey, it's one way to do it. I mean, if you didn't want it, you could have just sold it. sold it. Yeah, would have been a lot would've, easier. That would have been a lot easier. Yeah, but uh, yeah, new car search. So that's fun, I guess. So you're Trying okay. Out. I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I'm a little sore. Feel like I got hit by a jeep, which I did. But you know, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sturdy. I'm short. I'm stout. I'm solid. No yes. problem. 
Okay. No, honestly, so, um, yeah, it's, I feel pretty thankful for walking away. I'm thankful also no one was in the car with me. I so. mean, you think probably 40 years ago you could be dead. You know, well, here's what's actually interesting. Like I was like, okay, I have a four, four and a half hour drive ahead of me. It's actually nice out. It's like 55 degrees. I'm going through Hudson where I have my 911 stored. It's like, I could, I could swap the 911 if I wanted and be kind of make a fun drive. I was like, eh, I took the battery out, so I can't do that. That and it's going to be freeway the whole way. It's not going to be fun. But if I was well, in the 911, the, 9/11, I the timing would have been different. You wouldn't have been in so. the same spot at the same time. True. Because you would have stopped. Yeah, I know. You got to play that game like would it ever have happened. But at the same time, would not have walked away at that point. I can tell you that. No, you'd, you would have you'd have been in a, in a world of hurt. I mean, it looks like that sure. Cayenne took a took the brunt of it. It it's did its job. Wasted. For sure. It's, it's gone. gone. I mean, that Gonzo. thing is going to a scrapyard for... Yes. Sure, big time. So, um, and we'll, we'll po- like if you're, uh, we'll post a that. picture on the Discord if you're comfortable. Oh, will with we? Jake. Well, we, if you can, Jake, if you want I, to, I, yeah, I can. Maybe the drivers club only. I'm still working through like insurance and everything else and like police reports. So I kind of want to let things be settled. I think maybe mm-hmm. before it all goes public, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But was this, whose fault was this? This was definitely the guy that ran the red lights. Fault. I like I said, I saw a green arrow. I know it was turning yellow, but I was already committed and in the intersection then. This is a major intersection. Surely there it were cameras. Is. Oh, yeah, that's by the way. I go, well, are there cameras? Because that would be good to see what happened. Oh, yeah, there are. They're not operational. Why? I don't know. And the police officer said this happens frequently, at least once a week. He's like, we've scraped bodies off the ground here frequently, like already this year. That like, intersection? Bad, yeah. He goes... Jeez. Yeah, just be glad you're walking away because a lot of times it's a morgue. Yeah, I bet it is. I, you know, especially. Um, and he said it's a state, it's a state highway, not the municipality. He goes, so we keep requesting that they get the cameras going, and it's like it's out of our jurisdiction. Really dumb. Jesus, I mean, yeah, how hard can it be to get the cameras going? I don't know. Anyways, so that happened. Um, been dealing with that. So, hmm. well. That sucks. Um, you guys, should we talk about joining the Drivers Club where they can see the p- pictures of this carnage? Sure, I guess so. I mean, uh, <laughs> drama is a really great way to get people involved in something, isn't Absolutely it? Absolutely it is. I also, so we posted uh, a question to the Drivers Club Discord area. So if you haven't been on Discord, first of all, there's a shout out. That's completely free open to everyone. Go on to yep. our Discord. Um, however, I'll we put the link in the question. show notes, guys. If you're wondering... I yes. know it's really hard to get people to leave whatever application they're in. You don't want to do it. It's yeah, a big ass. Search, Chris. You have to type. It's terrible. Oh, it's so hard. It's oh, oh, oh it's so <laughs> hard. Just freaking click the link. It's not, it's yes. not, not um, everybody's no, like, oh, I miss forums. I miss forums. Oh, I miss Dude, hanging out with there's people. There's so many oh, build threads over there so right much. now. There's so it's many active, active threads, project threads, it's people really, hanging really out, cool. rally awesome. people, podcast people, drivers club people, us yep. people, me people, you people, Jeff people. That's, There's yeah, lots of people. All of the peoples. Um, yeah, no, we posted the question, though, in the Drivers Club uh, section of the Discord about, like, what, what do you guys want to see? What should we do for you? And one thing that was kind of cool, I thought, is what if we basically say at the end of every episode, if you have questions specifically about this episode or if you want to ask us something, that's where you do it. You're a Drivers Club member. You have that opportunity to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, that, that works out great. Also, we uh, maybe I should bring back the voicemail. Maybe send us a message if you think the Thought voicemail would be fun. We've got yep. an overcrest voicemail and take questions and stuff like that. Uh, maybe we'll make that available only to the Drivers Club members as well. And uh, anyway, it's overcrestproductions.com forward slash club of drivers. You can That's hop over there. not at all true, Chris. And now I have to make yet another redirect, one of 57. 57 redirects. Overcrestproductions.com forward Actually, slash. Actually, no. You know what I did? I What'd forgot I did this. I created an auto redirect for anything like instead of a 404 page. So yep. anything you tell me at them will actually work now. So go ahead and okay. make it up. Overcrestproductions.com forward slash five foot three should lead you right and to uh, four and a what? half. Five foot four and a half. <laughs> five foot four and a half should take you right to the driver's <laughs> club where you can support this show. Uh, we can't do this podcast without you guys. We genuinely can't. Um, and we're going to be doing some, we'll do some exclusive content. But uh, I think one thing that we're going to be really driving towards over the next few months, you'll notice, you will uh-huh. notice, is we're gonna we're gonna really lean into this podcasting really hard. Absolutely. Um, we, I mean, we I think I took the foot off the it. gas it's... leading into the rally. We last all did. Year. 
yeah we yep, we yep. were we were super you know it's like you you've said actually in the discord mentioning it again we uh we are very ambitious overcrest yes. the yes. two and three of us and so anything we try to do we just keep doing more and more and more um yep. and we executed very well i'll say i think the rally was a huge success and everything else that went along with it but that meant that we didn't have a whole lot of time um or mental capacity to yeah. dedicate to the podcast so we'll get back absolutely. on that absolutely uh who else who's supporting the podcast right now jake tell me what's going on oh yeah let's about, take a minute to talk about uh <laughs> petrol box they're big supporters of the podcast petrol box is monthly service made specifically for the automotive enthusiasts each month they carefully select items including tools detailing supplies apparel garage gear stickers publications to be sent right there to your doorstep it's a curated selection of latest and greatest gear in the industry uh let's see what did you get in your box this last week chris oh i haven't even you I haven't, haven't opened home. it oh i haven't got, opened it. Uh, I haven't 10 been millimeter home. impact sockets which i was a big fan of okay because i have broken sockets before that are not impact always get detailing supplies you get usually like a, a brush or some type of detailing accessory that goes along with the product that they sent always great t-shirt every month stickers pins it's awesome. I have an, a really cool collection now of enamel pins, all from Petrolbox. It's a really cool service. Makes a great gift, especially for the holidays coming up. There are a lot of people that are very hard to buy gifts for, right? And yes. this is a gift that you can buy a subscription for as many months as you want. It's a great gift. Check them out. There's two different levels. Petrolbox Basic is less than 20 bucks a month. Petrolbox Premium gets even more gear. $39.95 a month. Check them out at mypetrolbox.com. Okay, so I've got one thing. You know, I went down Hold on, Chris. My- we're not what? done quite yet. Oh, we'll, we'll do we'll do the other one when we we'll do the other one later. Okay. All right. So hold um, on before you get to that. Yes. I want to at least look at the silver lining because this was kind of a, a not sad, but like it was an unfortunate event, right? For sure. Yes. But here is the fun part. What do I? Oh, get? Yeah. What are you gonna buy? What do I get? What do you so get? Here's, well, here's the other part. That was an expensive car, right? What was it? What did that thing cost? We paid, so it's a 2015 that we bought in 2018, and I think we paid 52. 52. Okay, so it's a $50,000 uh, Porsche SUV. Correct. In my in my opinion, I think they're wildly overpriced and unnecessary. So what Ever are you going to do vehicle, instead? Period. Um, but yeah, yes. but I mean, yes. I mean, geez, I guess my other, car was 40. Yeah, exactly. Here's the other. Uh, thing going on is we want to not have quite as much money wrapped up in vehicles right now because we also are buying another house and property and all this other crap going on so like okay let's bring it down what can we get for like 10 grand like something a nice car so i have two things that i'm i'm interested in looking at one is i really like the idea of a manual transmission cayenne i've always wanted to drive the cayenne with the six-speed manual so I'm trying to find one of those to at least drive. I just want to try. Them. I mean, I, I feel like that would that. make sense if you were, I, you know what? Honestly, dude, I don't know, man. Manual <laughs> SUVs, the, tr- the automatic transmissions when you're when you're doing anything, like unless you're really really into off roading, it should just be. An it's not even for the off roading. No, it's just for the driver engagement and fun. I miss it. I miss you it. You have in the that. Day. You just park it too far from your house. Yeah, but in the winter, what are we doing? Yeah, well. So anyways, that's an option. That's what I want to look at. The last year they made a manual in that was 2014. And it's with the VR6. Actually, they put the VR6, the Volkswagen's 3.6 liter VR6 in that, which I also love Can you get the diesel with the manual? You cannot. Nope. Mm. That'd be the one to have. If I was going to buy a Cayenne, it would be the diesel. don't like diesels. Not going to be Dude, for an SUV? Nah. Be great. Just, nope. I'm totally off of it. Nope. Also looking it, at man. like the other consideration was because hopefully uh, hopefully everything shakes out and moving into some property, going to need like heavy duty truck for pulling things, right? No. So looking at, you know, like one what are you going to need to pull? What are you doing that you need to pull anything? Power boat for one. <laughs> A 50 yeah. foot power boat. Yeah. Yeah. Twin okay, River Runner. Fours. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, you have yeah, like it's four, it's on the river. Can you put four gallons um, to the mile? Question. Yeah. <laughs> can you put a dock in, in on yeah. your property? Of course. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Okay. I know that dock. That's where the boat's going to go. Sometimes can be a little weird. 
That's yeah, where the boat's gonna, going, Chris. I want everybody to imagine right now the type of boat Jake yes. Solberg is going to buy. Oh, my goodness. It is going to be yes. a Baja with tribal tattoos on the yes. side. Mismatched vinyl. It's going to be like yellow yes. vinyl with yellow stripes. Yep. It's going oh, to be, be loud. Amazing. It's going to be a dry so pipe. So, oh, yeah. Big time. We'll have Big to time. we'll have to talk through All boats. I think that we should we should talk through boats at some point. <laughs> we we'll should have a boat, boat episode, we and I'll try different. and save you from yourself. Um, yeah. And the other option is what? Okay, so you're looking at a another stupid cayenne, which I think is a dumb idea. Another stupid cayenne, um, a a like a big truck to haul stuff, but um, realistically, it'll be like a cheap older truck with a plow on it to plow the driveway. So that's sure. not going to be the daily. Um, and then alternatively is just like maybe just a, a A4, like an older A4 Avant. Not older, but... Why are you um, stuck on uh, Audi Avants? Why don't you look at like a Mercedes or a BMW wagon? I don't know. I guess I could look. I just know yeah, them. I like them. The interiors are nice. Like what about like an E55 wagon? Like a big V8 or maybe. a supercharged V8 not- those I would not be moving down market. I'll say that as far as price goes. No, yeah, some of those like well, not an E sixty three, you know, not an E sixty three, like an E fifty five. So a Gosh, bit the like other a, thing, I don't know why I've lately just been into the VR six. Like I want something with a VR six. I miss my R thirty two. I think, but you want four doors with a kid, right? That makes it a lot easier to get the kid in. So the A three, oh, the man, like first generation they brought dude. here, yeah, the E fifty five. Here, I'm going to put this in the chat. Um, yeah. What year is it? Let me let me guess here. We'll here, do the let guess. Me, let me share my screen. I can do that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do that instead. Yeah, I'll do that instead. So these, this is what I would do if I were you. But, I mean, all of a sudden, there's only two of them. A Mercedes so E55 AMG wagon. Yep. These things That has how many miles on it? Fantastic. How many miles has this got? Where does it say? Scroll 126,000 and it's still $35,000. I know. They're so I mean what's nice about these is it's more like a A6 wagon. They actually have a lot of a lot of space. Yeah. Um what do these have for power? I wonder. Cuz that's a twin turbo 5.5 liter V8, right? Yeah, they're a supercharged intercooled V8 V8 producing oh, 470 horsepower. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Keep in mind the oh, Cayenne man, that is one had thing like Mercedes did right. Five eighty. So what? Yeah, but like, who cares? It's a it's a giant <laughs> SUV. It it better have power. When you look at like this, someone that doesn't what know what cars weigh, are though, who cares? A less than a Cayenne. I'm not going to go through all too. the stats of how what the curb weight of the, of this thing is. I'm just, but just saying, about, like, there's something about a fast wagon, right? Yeah, I agree. That's very cool. Fast wagons are sick because they're unexpected, uh, and and they just stomp, right? So you have a fast wagon. You can blow somebody's doors off. You have a big SUV with a turbo badge on it, and it's a Porsche. It's kind of <laughs> not as surprising when it's like a, a grandpa so car, the as you would say. Yeah, except this has uh, a big AMG badge on it, and it's it does. I, well, you can always I take still the badge like off. The way it looks, you do, this is so classy compared like to an A4 Mercedes. Period. Don't yeah, like. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. I don't know what to tell you there. Yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah, fine. A4 Avant. Do it. Whatever you want. All right. What's uh? Who else do we have partnering <laughs> with us on, on what this about episode? A golf what R? we got going on? What about a Golf R? I looked at those, too. Your car. Um, Would you okay. buy one so of those? So, Golf R, my Golf R, mm-hmm. is the best car in terms of car that I've ever owned. Okay. It's really, really, I feel really like there's good. a butt. It's small, dude. Is it? I can tell you right now, t- like trying to go grocery shopping with that thing mm. and with kids. I mean, it is, yeah. you're always putting stuff in the back seat. You know, That's like why it's, it's okay. Like we've gotten used to it. It's, I mean, it's going to be the Macan is bigger, yep. but Jesse misses her all track. It had more space, it had another right. like 10 inches of space in the rear, rear area, which makes all the difference. Yep. It just does. And you can store so much stuff and so much more groceries and all these other things. Great car. If you're going to have it just for you. Dude, no, you can't buy a Golf R. They're like 30 grand. You can't yeah, have that. Yeah, they're probably that's, not, not in the No, that doesn't fit into your at. formula of I just so bought a saving X dollar house. I need to <laughs> reel back in the. No, no, you can't have it. 
Although what I, about? I was, hmm, okay. Yeah, no. Not a, GT3. Just say screw it. Get a GT3. <laughs> Come on, dude. Get out of here. No, that's <laughs> not even an option either. You can only get enough groceries that are, fit into the same space as a set of golf clubs. All right. Tell me about CSF. Yeah, CSF cooling. CSF oh, cooling has always been. What? You weren't ready. No, I wasn't at all. That's Do you okay. want to cut go that ahead. or are you leaving it? Nope. Nope. You're leaving, uh, leaving you're dead fine. air. You're embarrassed, but you can go <laughs> CSF cooling has always been at the forefront of quality products at fair price. With a rich history stretching over seven decades, they provide the best high performance and OEM plus cooling systems on the market today. CSF offers over 3,000 different cooling applications for the most popular makes and models on the road today from classic copper brass radiators for land cruisers jeeps and dotsons to vintage 80s mercedes bmw audi and porsche platforms all the way up to new vehicles check out their expanding classic series lineup and of course their offerings for air-cooled 911s which we're excited about be sure to check them out at csfrace.com or on social media all right you know what i just did what did you just I just do? posted the link to be in the audience with this live stream. So it's now a live stream. If you're in the Drivers Club. Oh, for the Drivers Club. You just got members. a link. Yeah, okay. Drivers Club members can uh, hop in and watch I live. They beep. can hop in the chat. I should, I I should remember to do that more often. They can hop in the chat. I can, anybody has questions, I can look at them and we can, we can, we can hang out. All right, I want to go through a little bit of news. And then yeah. Joel Fetter is coming on for a segment. Surprise, Joel Fetter. Is gonna Surprise, Joel. Surprise. What, what, so uh, no update with you? What do you want? Oh, let me. I want to read this letter. Yes. Okay, so, so I went down to my grandma's funeral, and I was going through her things, and I pulled this letter out, and uh, it's kind of funny because it kind of puts, like, it's from January 18th of 2000. So yes. I'm, and I'm 19. That's what I was going to ask. How old were you? And it is a perfect, you shared it with me earlier, and I'll just say it is a perfect snapshot of Chris's life at 19 <laughs> yes absolutely hi chris i want to move your dresser to our room today do you know where you would want your other stuff we may need to measure before we start moving now i was in i, I think i was in college so i wasn't living there at the time got it i do have something else to tell you this morning i'm sorry jennifer decided she just wants to be friends but you will probably have a lot of these things happening uh before you get serious about someone it's a long way until you could support someone. If someone is this temperamental, it is probably for the best anyway. Love you. <laughs> I, I don't even remember who Jennifer was. That's what it's going to You know, ask. that's how right she always was. She was always saying, you know what, don't worry about it. Yeah. She would always say, this too shall pass, right? This too shall pass. And she was right. I don't even remember who Jennifer was. That's funny. So clearly she was correct there. The big thing, though, is the car. <laughs> You know, we have spoken to you several times about reclining the seat. You may move it back and forth, <laughs> up and down, but you may no longer recline the seat. There is not a driving school in Wisconsin that would allow a student to lean back while driving. In Wisconsin. I, want, I love it. I want you to go out and look at our driveway where you turned in last night. Two oh. inches to the left with the rear tire, and you would have dropped off in that deep ditch. That would have ruined our car. You cannot turn into a driveway like you are rounding a corner. <laughs> I sincerely feel the reason you misjudged was because you cannot see the front end of the car when you are lying down. And so you misjudge where your rear tires will be. I know you think it looks cool to be relaxed and leaning back, oh but that goodness. is not the appropriate way to drive a car. What car was this to, to just formulate I'm going to guess. Was this? Th this is probably either. Hmm. This is probably a Mercury Grand Marquis. Okay. Because I'm going to guess it's a Mercury Grand Marquis. And you were um, you were of, reclined, of looking cool and comfy. Yes, yes. I really hope you don't think that, quote, oh, well, I will just wait until I leave the driveway, and then I will lean back. We will know eventually, and you know <laughs> what that means. I really wish we didn't have to threaten all the time to get a point across, but you are a hard guy to deal with. <laughs> you can poo poo me all you want but you are in the wrong and i do know how to drive a car <laughs> i love that i know how to drive a car Grandma. yeah yep so please do as i ask and things will run much smoother last night could have been a disaster i really want you to go look at the tracks did you, a, do you let's remember get your going room out fixed looking? up today when your futon gets back it will look much better isn't there a way to wire some of your quote stuff so you don't have so many wires hanging out? 
you could you do a good job of making things work. And uh, you really had a nice setup, but your room would look much better if the wires weren't strung all around. What Love what wires did you have strewn about? It was all like my guitar amps and stereo cords oh, okay. and record and players and, the and of the room. everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I don't really know. And I'm not sure. That's funny. So. I, I love that you have that though from her. Yep. That's uh that was my that's me in a nutshell. I guess I apparently I was doing the, the gangster lean when I was nineteen. Yeah, I I guess I don't so. remember this. I don't remember it. But don't remember it. Don't remember the driveway. No, 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 I do not. <laughs> I do not remember. I, I mean it is a large ditch for for sure. Um all right, I want to get into a little bit of a little bit of news and then we're gonna pull Fetter in. All right. And this is this is kind of good news. I feel like I really feel like Porsche goes back and forth between like between like, yeah, you guys are great. You get it to yep. whoa my God, what are you doing? <laughs> so I don't know if there's a whoa my God, what are you doing department and an oh my god, this is great department. There's you know, these two departments obviously don't yeah. talk to yeah. No, right. certainly not. Porsche is working hard to save the manuals in the yes. 911 and 17 See? 718. Boss says Porsche's Frank Moser, never heard of this guy. Uh, I don't know how he's a boss. I've never heard of him. It says the company intends to keep offering manuals as long as its current sports cars exist, saying, quote, manual transmission is always what the customer wants in the 911. Eh, I don't know if that's true. So we have been and are working as long as possible to save the manuals. That's absolutely relevant for the 911. That's why we have the 911T with a manual gear shift and now the 911ST with a stick shift. And that's mm -hmm. really because customers want a stick shift. When Porsche was asked if it's confident to keep the manuals alive through this generation of cars, Moser said, we're working on it. So it would seem as long as the current 17, 8, 718 Boxster came in a 911 exist, it's likely their manuals will also, which is really stupid because it's saying, hey, you guys have manuals in these cars right now. You're <laughs> going to keep making this model, right? Yes. Yep. Well, are you going to keep manuals in them? Well, yes. Yeah, it's the same <gasps> oh my God, that's so great. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not really news at all, is it? Yeah, it and says, however, don't expect manuals to stick around once electrification becomes the norm. Toyota is that. researching synthetic stick shifts, which we have seen. So um, but Porsche wants no part of that. What we want, yep. and that's the key for Porsche, is to make it authentic. Okay, I don't know what that means. What is authentic? Uh, meaning they're not going to they put oh, a fake they're saying, stick shift in it. So therefore, I don't know. There's a way for us to have a stick shift in an electrified right. car because yes, because it's it's fake. stupid and makes no yes, sense. I mean, eventually they'll be gone. You know, it's oh yeah, no, absolutely. I do like. We never talked about the fact that they brought just the 911 T badge back. I like that they did that. That's cool. I'm so sick our cars of the are badge. both T's. Yeah, but I'm so sick of the badge abuse. You know, <laughs> like abuse. the ST comes by, comes back. It's yeah. like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sure. Ridiculously expensive. I know. The, the original ST was something edition. that you could get as like a, like a car that you could take to the track. You take right. it to the track, you'd race it, you'd rally it. This thing is like, oh, it's a little bit lighter, but it's a million dollars. It's got like air conditioning and, and like all this. It's, exactly. It's, you know what I think would be neat? Is if like I don't know if dealers get a list of like a cat like a parts catalog or something right. like that, or if it was in you know those Porsche classic books that you get. Yeah. What if one of them was just like a part number, okay. with a price, and you had to go to the dealer and look and find out what it was, and it was like a, it was like a, I guess that's what a cup car is maybe, maybe a cup <laughs> I was car. Like, is where what are you I'm going thinking. with this? <laughs> Maybe a cup car is what you order you when you want a yes, race car, right? That is you want a, a race car. Hundred percent. Yeah, but you could drive an ST on the street back in the day. You cannot drive a cup car on yeah, the street. Yeah, that's true. Um, I will say Porsche is the one manufacturer that supports motorsport like none other, like customer yes. motorsport. It's amazing yep. how they just have warehouses full of spare parts for these. It's really it cool. It is that just program. so expensive. I need to figure out. There yeah. needs to be some math done. Because it's easy to go, yeah, it was so easy, much easier to do back in the right, day. It was but great. how much, how expensive was it compared to today? The inflation, right? Well, of I think the sport basically tires are a huge problem, right? So it's really difficult for me to understand or think about buying tires to go to the track. Okay, I think back in the day, you just ran tires. You just had tires that were maybe you know they're one eighty five tires. How 
Like how You're expensive saying to be, be competitive, you didn't need full slicks. Right. That you don't need to buy Trafales or Cup Twos or right. any of these other like super tires that are a thousand dollars a piece. So part of it, you're right. Part of it is because it's gotten too competitive in these series that you need to then buy all these parts that are consumables in order to be, you know, at all uh, competitive. Right. All right. I'm going to show you. Show you I'm going to pop on the screen here. And we're going to talk. Nah, fuck it. We'll just read this. So one car that I owned at one time was a like a 1993 Suzuki Swift GTI. Okay. So I'm happy to announce that the 2024 Suzuki Swift has been revealed. Nice. And it's, and, and dude, it's ugly. I have to share the screen because really? it's, it's ugly. Which, yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer that we, like, it doesn't really look like a. Okay, I'm trying to, uh, let's pull up the old Suzuki Swift. I want to look at All the right. old one. The old one just looked like a Geo Metro, didn't it? Yeah, that was what was cool about it, though. Well, this is like the modern day interpretation of that. Like, I'm not surprised by this or disappointed. This is exactly oh, what I would dude, expect. What are you talking about? All right, let me just do this. All right, where's the picture of this thing? Okay, so here's a picture of this thing. This thing looks like if Fiat designed it is a very mini. Fiat desk. Yes, it's very, and maybe that's just the color that I'm feeling that, but. True. This, I mean, none the, of this does your the C pillar. I think something about that being blacked out. Oh God, this looks so French in the it's front. Not. Oh, yeah. it's it's awful. So here's the old <laughs> one. Look at this thing. How dope is this? A Swift GTI. That is cool, actually. Oh, so yeah, that's it was where the twin cam okay. was like a. You can actually see a lot of the design language, though. Remember, I said the blacked out C pillar. There it is, right there. The little spoiler. I it's not terrible compared to. Mm, let's take another look. Oh god! I mean, you're you're that's a stretch, see? dude. I mean, no, I look. guess. Well, that was where the designer was. Someone was saying, "Hey, man, you gotta put you gotta, you gotta put in. something in here." And the guy took a black pen and just like scribbled the C pillar black and go and went ta da! There you go. What do you think now? And someone went, "Fine, fuck it. That's that. That's good enough." <laughs> so I I had one of these probably about twenty years ago, and yeah. it's a little little like one point three liter sixteen valve dual overhead cam engine, and uh, I owned it for about twenty minutes. Uh, I so didn't own it, it very it long. It is the same vehicle as a Geo Metro, by the way. I'm looking it up. Yes, that is correct. That is why it is cool because it was. Let me see if I can look up the engine. I don't know if that makes it cool. Um, by the way, they never stopped making these. So the third generation, I guess it'd be, of the Swift actually makes it seem like the new one is good. I think there's something about when you have like kind of a piece of shit car, like a Geo Metro that comes with a three cylinder engine. And then someone goes, you know what? Let's make this Let's hot hatch awesome. It. Let's yeah. do what we can to make this awesome. So then that the, is really it's cool. the whole hot hatch mentality. You're exactly. right. You're absolutely right. They put the twin cam Suzuki over 1300 in there. And Which the thing had independent suspension. Cylinder. Yeah, let's add another cylinder. The problem awesome. with mine was, is it did have uh, independent suspension. Was but the suspension the was so independent that it wasn't attached to the car anymore. <laughs> that's that's it was, super independent. Yeah, it was super rusty. So super I, I mean, I went, I went around a corner, and the thing kind of went, like it just like, like went straight and then not straight, and then yep. when I hit the brakes, it went straight again, and because the control arm was no longer attached on the yeah, bottom, that's, that's not good. So I, that was a, re I got a refund for that one. Luckily, what's what do you think the limit is on you buy a used car? Uh-huh. And you get all your money back. How far away can you get from your purchase point? Well, that's a that's a legal actual stipulation. I believe it's oh, seven days and such so many miles. Yes. There's a no. legal yes, there hundred percent is. No way. Hundred percent. Okay. Let's take from the legality out of it. And just, from a dealership. Just, You're talking from okay, a person. That's a, from a guy. Okay, I'm talking from a person. Like the moral and ethical limit of I got this far away. Soon as oh you say I made a over. mistake. As soon as you send the it title is, over, they it? don't have to leave the driveway. Not Nothing. my problem. Because you should have test driven the car. Yep. Buyer beware. Caveat emptor. Yep. Buyer beware. That's if right. If there's and Latin I, I mean, associated I, with it, it's a rule, right? Caveat emptor. <laughs> yeah. The problem was is I had driven this thing and I kind of just trusted the seller. Like it was uh, someone I okay. knew very well. Uh -huh. And, uh, and so then I didn't you drove drive away it. I was just, and the suspension dude, I was so excited. 
that car, have you ever driven an old Acura Integra? No, I don't think I have. We should do an episode of shifters that look like dicks. Like a <laughs> from like five to one, which shifters most look like dicks? And this is, this or is could be used in a pornographic ah, film. Yes, I see, I see. And the Suzuki Swift, I'm going to have to pull this up right now. Hold on. <laughs> the Suzuki Swift. Oh, I thought you were talking uh, about the Integra. Dude, we should pull up the Integra, they too. They rallied these things. Like the third gens that we didn't get here? It's a really cool rally car. Oh, all these are like modified shifters. None of them are showing the the original. <laughs> oh, there's one. All right, here's a photo. I got to... Use... <laughs> all right, there it is. see whatever is happening. That is the Suzuki Swift shifter right there. Yeah, wow, there's not a whole lot to it. It's just... Uh, not a lot quite, of imagination quite, needs to be... Used to, is how I would describe that one. Well, I mean, it looks, I mean, it would be easy. It'd be no problem. Yeah. So th- we should do a five to one best. That's that's a five. That is definitely that, that a five. Is, that's number five. So everything, at, not a rating system. Oh, We're not okay. rating them. That's not our, <laughs> well, I think this one. <laughs> I, I like the rating better. <laughs> this one, I think, would feel like a three or a four based on the girth. Yeah, there you go. Okay. We can't yeah, give it a rating system, but we click can on, give it a Click on the system. link I just sent in the chat, though. This is um, the third gen Swift that we didn't get as a rally car, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. These are these are awesome. Yeah, abs- absolutely. All right. What else we've got in in news? Le news? Oh, yeah. the uh, Did you know the Union Auto Worker strike is over? I didn't know it was going on, to be completely honest. Yeah, they reached a deal, and it is... Uh, it's. I don't know. It seems a little bit absurd. I don't really know how this stuff works. I mean, I kind of have a pretty good idea. Yes, the unions go, we want um, a wheelbarrow full of gold every day parked in front of our house. Okay. And we want the CEO of the company to lick our boots right before they eat their own dinner. That is our That is our absolute... We can't take anything less than that. <laughs> okay. And then, of course, you end up with something, you know, you negotiate and there's something yes. in the middle. In the middle, um, Union Auto Worker Vice President Chuck Browning, the chief negotiator with Ford, said workers will get a 25% wage increase. Wow. 20, 25, 20, 20, 20, 25% general wage increase plus cost huge. of living raises that will put the pay increase over 30% to above $40 an hour. Now, that all sounds wow. like pretty crazy until you until get to you $40 an hour. I don't think $40 an hour these days is uh, what it used to be. Previously, Ford, Salinas, and General Motors had all offered 23% pay increases. Assembly workers will get 11%. Um, there's there's another number in here that I wanted to mention. Obviously, pensions are, are, are you know bumped up. Everything's kind of bumped up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of wondering how this will affect car sales because... Everybody's greedy, right? The see, I think that I looked it up. They made two hundred and thirty billion or ninety billion dollars in profit. Like, there's no shortage of money to pay for this stuff. The automakers have money, right? So they have okay. a, a bunch of money to to pay these guys the raises. But one of the reasons why they had the money to pay these guys is the is that they're they're greedy. You know, to pay their shareholders, everybody's got to get paid, right? Everybody's got to get right. paid, and they're not going to just eat it. No. Right? They're not going to just be like, no. oh, well, we had to. The money has to come from somewhere. You know, we just lost. I mean, what do you think the bottom line is on that? With all these workers, all of a sudden, a 20, on your That's payroll, huge. your payroll cost just increased 23 25%? Yeah. Where does That's that money come huge. from? Huge. Huge. From huge. the bottom line, consumers. It's, it's going to, yeah, it's going to get paid. And here's the problem. Cars are already at all-time highs, right? Affordability for a new car is a, it is at an all-time low in terms of affordability. Right. Yes. And EVs, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why nobody wants them is because they're just ridiculously expensive. It's like 50 grand. Yeah. It's just not I, possible. So I'm, I'm, uh, things were getting a little bit better. I know car prices had kind of stabilized and we're starting to become somewhat reasonable. I I feel like those days are are now yeah, long, not long gone. Um, speaking of like EVs and stuff like that, I wanted to bring Joel Fetter on to answer a few questions for me because I've been noticing like I went to the Volkswagen dealership to get an oil change. Do you think less of me? Nah, yes. Yeah, I just didn't want to do it. I was busy. Well, how much did you pay for that? Um, an oil change and wipers. 
What do you think it was? <laughs> well, first of all, I know it took a while because you complained. It to took me. eons. I was okay. sitting there forever. So front and rear Synthetic wipers and an oil change. oil change and wipers. 300 bucks. And it was $225, which is pretty out there for me. But it was nice. It would have been nice if I could have just dropped the car off and a half an hour later picked it up and left. I don't right. know why it took three and a half hours. That is ridiculous. I, I don't really understand. Yeah. Uh, really understand how that goes. Anyway, so I wanted to um, have Fetter on to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Lost my train of thought there. So I was at the dealership <laughs> and I was walking around because I was there for three and a half hours. Yes. And I saw this, these ID4s. I saw one out of the corner of my eye. Then I saw another and another and another and, and another and another and another. The new EV. EV thing. Sure. There is four rows. There's got to be 40 or more. Of these ID4s. There's only three GTIs and one Golf R. And there's about 40 or 50 of these ID4s. Wow. And I kind of posted up like, oh, my God, look at this. And I showed people like what I'd seen. And then I got a bunch of DMs from other people. They're like, yeah, my dealership is the same. And they sent pictures. And they're fucking everywhere. Really? They're absolutely everywhere. And I think um, Mercedes is the, the EQS. They can't sell it either. The Mercedes EQS will not same, sell. Same thing. F one fifty. Yeah, they're they're everywhere. Mercedes says it's not aspirational enough. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. I I don't know what we're aspiring to with, yeah, with an just, EQS, which is just disgusting. Wow. Anyway, so I was trying to figure out in my mind. Okay, what's happening? Because right around this time, we're starting to get all this news that is like, oh. EV sales are faltering, and everybody's just going, see, I told you they didn't want it. Nobody wanted any of this stuff. I See, okay. I told you this would happen. I told you it wasn't going to work. Okay. And I'm kind of like, hold on. Hold your horses. Just because there's like this little dip in sales or this little dip doesn't mean that everybody's off the hook. You know, because I, I still feel like there's people out that are like thinking, yeah, people don't want this. It's not going to happen. I legitimately think there's people that think that. I've, yeah. I've talked to them on social media. They think the infrastructure is not, not there. There's no way it's going to happen. Well, last time I don't, talked don't to worry Joel, about he it. also was skeptical that things would be pushed through and would happen. Who was? Joel Fetter. When was this? Months ago. Months like, ago? Not that long well, ago. It's, it's, it, it, he's, he's not skeptical anymore. Um, okay. Let's bring on Joel to kind of... I, I wanted to get some answers to this question from a guy that's, that's in it every yes. day. Yes. Let's talk to Joel Fetter. Mr. Joel Fetter, the one and only. How's it going, dude? Mr. Christopher Clowell, it is fantastic to hear your voice and see your face. You are straight back from the uh, from SEMA, where you had a you were part of a panel, which is kind of the reason why I'm I'm talking to you now. Other than the fact that you're a beautiful person, uh, is I was I'm very curious about a few things that are going on in the industry, and I can't think of anybody I'd rather talk to about it than you. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> uh, so I've I've been in uh, a little bit of a way from the news. Do we have a bad I connection? Guess. We haven't done a, a news episode in quite a while, and I, I apologize for the for the delay. Riverside seems to have a hell of a delay lately. Um, so the the I've been out of the news for a little while because we've been doing the rally and we've been doing all these other things, and it seems like in the last probably even three months, it seems like all of a sudden the news went from like. Everything is EV. We're going to be doing everything by 2030. And then for some reason, the whole news thing shifted and everybody's like, oh, EV is in trouble. EV is like on edge. People don't want it anymore. Oh, I, I, all the manufacturers just realized that people don't want this. And it seems like we're getting into like this partisan div divide where, you know, Republicans are, are or conservatives are being like, we told you so, blah, blah, blah. And the other side is saying these other things. And I just want to try and like, See if I can have you kind of cut through it for me and just tell me what's going on. You know, I was at um, I was at Westside Volkswagen, and there's about 150,000 ID4s in the parking lot. And I know Mercedes can't sell their piece of shit EV. So I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Please tell me. Sure. Look, I mean, there's a lot of things going on, right? It, it, there's a confluence of things, and it's complex. Um, the short answer is is still a flood of EVs coming, a flood, right? A metric ton. Uh, GM and Ford definitely have pulled back, specifically GM. Uh, and so their goals were, 
you know, 400,000 EVs and all these EVs coming out by this time or whatever time, right? Um, they're definitely slow rolling by a year or two. A couple of their factories, uh, some of their models, they were coming out at $30,000. They cut out the base model. They're going to do 35000 But not all, not all automakers are pulling back, right? The Koreans, Genesis, Hyundai, Kia, they're still pedal to the metal. Rivian still pedal to the metal. Luce is still pedal to the metal. And um, so it's interesting to watch this. Ford is still pedal to the metal on their next gen, uh, what's called T3 BEVs, but their current BEVs, so that would be the Mustang Mach-E and F-150 Lightning, they're definitely pulling back on production level as well. So it's interesting. Uh, that, that one's more of a dynamic one, right? Uh, because it's different generations of EVs that are talking about. I think that there's a couple different things. I don't think that consumers don't want necessarily EVs. I think consumers just want a car, right? I don't know that necessarily consumers really truly care about what powers their car, but I think they care about convenience. And I think that uh, Jim Farley, CEO of Ford, did a road test in, in F-150 Lightning. He realized, wow, doing a road trip in one of these kind of is hard. Kind of a pain in the ass, right? And that comes down to an infrastructure issue, which has nothing to do with an actual electric car. It has to do with how you fuel an electric car, right? The driving and the ownership, that's different when you're charging home and all that. But when you're taking a road trip, that's a different story. And so I think that that is an impetus, by the way, for a lot of these car companies that band together to create an electric car charging network because they realize that the third party is doing a really terrible job and that their customers a, are going to blame them. This will be a delay, so I it doesn't really matter if you bought wrong, it. At the wrong point. But is there... Is this like an, uh, an American culture? I don't want to call it a problem, like an American culture problem, but is when you say road trip and the ability to do something like that, in terms of world market, is this like a specifically American thing that that becomes a problem? Is it our, is it our psyche of wanting to be able um, to go and do something Yes and like no. That? So I would say, no, it's an, is it an American problem? Kind of. Is it uh, American psyche and uh, way of life? No. So a couple of things on that. One, Europe is just farther ahead of us as far as like their Ionity network and all this being built out, right? Uh, they took it more seriously. They were just on top of it. So taking a road trip in Europe with a high-speed, fast-charging network is just easier today. It just is. Uh, so we're behind. Two, and they have a different standard. So their plugs are different, and they're more reliable. They, they break less, and they have less issues. Uh, and two, we as a country are just bigger. We have vast open spaces, especially when you're looking at, you know, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Nebraska, Texas. These are big, wide open spaces, right? And so these are long distances. And it's not, I want to drive across Texas. It's, I have to drive across Texas if I'm going to X, right? And that's a big distance. So, or, or, or uh, we're, we're unique in like Minnesota, for instance, you and me, the cabin life, right? 204 miles door to door from our family cottage to my, my house. We do that every other weekend in the summer, as you might know, and or more. That's not normal, right? That's not average. Um, so, I mean, the average American drives 40 miles a day. The average Amer So Ford actually released a couple pieces of data to, and we'll get back to your question in a minute, but just, it's interesting. When uh, I was on a call with Ford about something, they made mention that the average Mach-E driver is driving less than 40 miles a day, and their average trip per time they're in their Mach-E is five miles. Five. Mm. It's not very far. Um, so Americans, you know, we're definitely the only country in the world that thinks that every minute of the day, we need to be able to tow 10,000 pounds, 500 miles in a shot. Like we're the only country in the world that thinks like that. And most America doesn't need to do that. We just think we do. Uh, that's why everyone drives F-150s. So, but, so the charging experience sucks when you're not at your house for fast charging. It just does. And that's a problem. Uh, automakers know it. That's why automakers like, there's a whole list of them, BMW, Mercedes, Stellantis, uh, uh, GM, Honda. There's a whole laundry list of them that band together are, to create. Uh, hang on, we just switched screens. The, the, that they're pulling back. If they're pulling back, that means they made a mistake. You know, if they're pulling back and, and they misjudge the, the numbers that they have, that means they made a mistake. What mistake did they make? So different automakers are different. In that regard, uh, it's a complex answer as well. I know you're gonna hate that. I keep saying complex answer. So GM specifically chose to go with a unproven, untested uh, battery format that no one else in the world is using, and their battery cells look, for better or worse, you, you might you might akin to a flat keyboard for a desktop, like those long skinny things that slot in to these these packs, right? 
nobody else is using cells like that. Everyone else uses a cell that looks like a double A AA or triple A battery, right? So they're using these cells that, and we've heard various different reports. Some people are saying the cells are just hard to pack. They can't get them right. Some are saying they're having cooling issues. Some are saying that they're just literally having issues building the packs themselves. Some people are saying it's a supply issue. We can't get a straight answer, but there's no question. There's a, there's a there's an issue with the fact that they chose an unproven battery pack system. They, like they really should have just maybe done that for second gen, right? They're trying to launch all these bevs on this one common platform, but they're using unproven battery system, and they're going at it alone. It might be superior. It might be but they're having trouble getting off the ground with it, right? So that's a GM thing, right? Forget like outside of that. Ford, I mean, look, the Mustang Mach-E and the F-150, these are roughly based off gas-powered vehicles, right? At some level. And they're not ground up electric cars, like a Rivian, like these, all the Hyundai Korea, Korea cars, those are ground up electric cars. It's a different way of building a car. There's a different pricing structure in that, right? Uh, there's definitely efficiencies in that. And so that's also hard. I think that, you look at the way that the T3 project, the Ford's doing it, that's going to be a whole different thing. So much house is going to be done in-house, vertically integrated, instead of just using off-the-shelf components, that's going to dramatically lower their costs. Instead of 150 fasteners, I'm making this number up, maybe they're going to use 10. That's a huge difference, right? right. And they're going to be easier to build the cars. It's going to cost them less money to build the cars. It's going to take less time to build the cars. Uh, but here's what I will tell you. If I was working at Rivian, Lucid, Tesla, or the three Korean companies, I'd be jumping for joy right now that all these American companies are pulling back at the moment and or are behind. I would be thrilled. The, the, the runway that is happening right now, specifically for Rivian, by the way, because you got Cybertruck that's just a joke. You got F-150 Lightning that they're losing money on, and T3 is still a couple years out. I mean, if you want an electric pickup truck today, the one and, and GM is so far behind, like if I was Rivian, I'd be just just so happy. So happy. How this is far a gift. Are we from having something from Rivian that is Rivian reminiscent of and like a Maverick, like in terms of cost and uh, and quality and, and availability. Oh, far. You know what I mean? Far. Like just having like a, far. a forty thousand dollar Rivian. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. If you're talking, so their next vehicle is going to be like a Grand Cherokee. The R2 is like a Grand Cherokee. Well, I just mean just in general, like maybe it doesn't have to come from Rivian. It can come from anybody. I'm just talking about like how far are we away from. That this isn't well, so I can't afford so, a Rivian. Most people can't afford it that, but I could afford a Maverick. So when does the so GM, of the two GM come is launching? Together? So GM is aiming to launch the Equinox Chevy Equinox electric. That's going to be now thirty five thousand dollars and have about two hundred sixty miles of range uh, later this year. But I'm not convinced it'll be a high volume vehicle for them. I don't know that they can build them quick enough. Better. What are you up to out there at this cabin? What's going on? This, here's, this looks here, like a nice day. We're doing our best car to buy award testing. Uh, we're about half an hour away from Atlanta Motorsports Park, where we've got all the other cars staged, and we're swapping cars in and out for the next three days, driving cars. This has to be your favorite week of the year. It's a pretty good week. We're all together as a team in person. It's the one week a year we are all together in one spot for a week. It's kind of nice. Listen, well, I, I think I did a crappy about... job answering your question. I just want to get back to this really quick. No, no, quick. no. It's okay. It's, dude, it's super, it's super complicated. And, it's a terrible you know, delay. There's no right answer It's a terrible delay. This. And I think it's a consumer issue. You know, there's going to be resistance to, to it, of course. Um, I think it's a political issue. I think there's a political thing to it. And people are so oh, excited with politics that it hang makes on. it difficult. And I, I think it's a, con uh, a, a company issue, too, a corporate issue. I think – that there is you you hit a, there it's become very political kind of like medicine and science became very political for some reason this is a very politicized issue at this point um here's the deal come 2030 i guarantee you that the marketplace is going to be shifting like it's going to happen this is happening worldwide america is not going to be we can't just be the only country in the world selling gas-powered cars it's not gonna happen We'll, uh, we'll, we'll quote you on that. And uh, I appreciate you hanging out with me today. I know you got to get back to your buddies. And, and I look forward to having you back on to talk about the best cars. I don't remember how we did it last year. I think we teased it a little bit, and then we revealed what the best car to buy was. I think maybe we went through the list of the cars that were available that you were test driving. Um, so I think it'll be fun to have you on to talk about that. that was one we, of our... we can't, let's do that in December. Yeah, yeah. Third week of December, we'll have you back on, and we'll talk about the, the cars that you guys are driving right now. Okay. All right. Well, enjoy to, your beautiful weather. I'm in my freezing cold garage with no heat. You look wonderful. You look like a beautiful person. And I can't wait for you to come back to cold Minnesota and for us to go get lunch. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye.
All right. Sorry about the d- delay in that conversation. I think we got it figured out, but that'll be hopefully that's the last one you you have to deal with. Um, what did you think of that, Jake? Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there. He hasn't heard it idea. yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I have to put it in later. Um, uh, Texas I'm coffee. I'm just glad that I'm so vindicated and correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Texas coffee and cars. <laughs> what are we doing? I think someone trademark trademarked cars and coffee. Oh no! So now it's coffee and it's cars. it's coffee and cars, and I think here it's something different too. They they renamed it like <laughs> like brews and buds or who knows? I I, I don't even know. Um, Texas okay. coffee and cars bans Mustangs, Chargers, and Camaros due to idiots doing burnouts. Really? The event claims the ban is temporary, but a lot of people aren't happy. I mean, that's oh wait, here's here's the official statement. Okay. Due to this morning's burnouts and revving, we will be temporarily banning all Mustang, Chargers, and Camaros. We keep asking for cooperation to reduce this behavior, <laughs> and we have signs posted. If this behavior continues, we will be forced to do an invitational-only event. Well, all that's going to do, look, that doesn't work. Because all people are going to do is show up and do burnouts in like in the parking lot next door. Or they're going to pull right up, right in front of the gate, and they're going to do burnouts right there. That is not the way to do it. That's a way to cause a bunch of rebellious people to do you're already you're already trying to penalize people that don't give a shit about the rules. <laughs> Creating more rules for those people, that's it's not going to work. That's the opposite of how that should work, yes. Exactly. Uh, we have an epic lineup for the end-of-the-year toy drive. Please stop encouraging this behavior. Spread the word, please, and thank you. Um, is there... Let me see if this is a, a video of, of this situation. Is there... Oh, yeah. No, that's just a bunch of, like, really bad music with supercars, which is exactly what you expect out of Cars and Coffee. Anyway, I've been to, <laughs> I've low-key, I did a burnout of Cars and Coffee once. Everybody was gone, but I but I, but I, I did it. Oh, I did it for, yeah, that doesn't count. You I just, did it for myself. You happened to do a burnout at the location that Cars and Coffee had previously been held. That doesn't yes. count. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is just, this is just a main reason, another reason why Cars and Coffee suck. And you should go do rallies, go drive, go, go find events that are, especially like if you're in Texas, there's gotta be dudes that are out there just being like, Hey, let's go for a drive. Let's go, let's go do something. Yes, exactly. Anyway. All right. That's it. Still that's it. Actually hang out with people. Um, next week I have either, let me see what I've got coming up. I've what got, you have? I, I can tell you. Tell me. So either it's going to be, uh, oh boy, I'm. It'll be cool. I've I've got the names, but I can't remember. Um, let me see. I'll I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll like pull that. Up. I'll tell you exactly cool. what it is. Just give me a sec. Okay. It is. It is Ryan Zamalin, and he wrote a book on the cult of the GTR, the true story of crime, uh, obsession, and the world's most coveted car. It's all about the the Nissan GTR. So I'm really looking forward to having him on to talk about because, like, I. I know these cars and I see them and sure. they, they seem to be coming more and more common as import. Uh, well, yeah, it's the I 15 think, year law or 25 year law rather. Yeah, and I think we just Ray hit market. another milestone where you're going to start seeing a lot more of them. Right. But he wrote the R34, I think, is available to be imported. Exactly. And, you know, we always want you're always talking about, man, that guy wrote the book on fill in the blank. You know, the guy that is, is knowledgeable <laughs> this guy, about something. This guy wrote the book. This guy literally wrote the book on the uh, the cult of GTR. So I'm really uh, excited to talk about that and and talk about him and his books and uh, I don't I don't know too much about him but I think he's got his own his own uh, cool set of cars too so it'll be great to talk awesome. to that'll Ryan be cool. and that'll be and that'll be next week and then it's cool being able to know exactly what we have going on at all times it's like started the calendar and we're back on it boys we're back on it let's go all right we will see you guys next week. take care